Hey everyone, Josh and Ryan here, and welcome back to the 2% Podcast. Research shows if you put 100 random people in a room, somewhere amongst them, there'll be just two truly incredible, inspirational people who are living their lives to the fullest. In this podcast, we bring those exact people to you, week in, week out. 2% of a day is just half an hour, so thank you for taking 2% of your day to be educated and inspired by joining us on our journey as we learn the secrets, routines and dreams of the two percenters. Alrighty then, welcome back to part two of our chat with Christine Michaelis. (laughs) (laughs) Love the excitement. I hope you're still excited as that after the word association game. Uh, We're going to dive straight in um, to that just now. So as we mentioned, just want one word um, response each time and then we'll pick up on the interesting ones at the end. So the first word we've got is passion. Project. Brand. Use. Healthy. Lifestyle. Freedom. Travel. Dictate. Corona. (laughs) Progress. Loving it. Connection. Networking. Purpose my job pet cat identity authenticity oof speed you've done this before (laughs) (laughs) and some doesn't make sense maybe but uh, that's the Mm. whole point of the game no (laughs) yeah no for sure that was bang on I sure. think that was the quickest anyone's done it though with yeah, no pauses. Yeah. That or could anything. be a that could be a two percent record. It's a German but, German yeah. efficiency. I don't know. It, it was it definitely was <laughs> German before, but yeah. <laughs> no, so I will pick up the first one on um, progress and loving it. So, was that a reference to the progress that McDonald's have been making with their loving it uh, slogan, or was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, if we're yeah, that, sorry. Go on. Was was it around you loving making progress in in your career yes. and what you do? The second one. I'm um, I'm I'm definitely a person who's motivated by progress. You know, if you if you have a seven day challenge or a thirty day challenge or you make something a challenge, I'm in. Um, and I love seeing the progress bar and stuff like this. And um, I built uh, a 30 day uh, kickstart your business challenge that people can take as well. And I have a progress bar for this because I know I would love this. And um, knowing that there's an end to something is really lovely, I think. So um, if you have an ongoing progress is ongoing. So that's a bit uh, of a contradiction there. Progress is always ongoing, but I'm always a person who wants to always learn new things, always improve. I just started um, a training on uh, becoming a happiness facilitator, for example, or I did the science of well-being uh, course at the Yale University, uh, and now I'm getting into aromatherapy and all this about you know well-being and happiness and stuff. So I can be quite obsessed about a topic and dive into it really deep with different courses different certificates different stuff like this but i need to know that there's progress and i also have something in the end um when it's finished i don't like if something is never ending even though like i say the progress is never ending in itself but specific topics yeah yeah 
No, I relate to that a lot, actually, especially from a motivation standpoint. And, and I also love a, you know, a progress bar and any sort of gamification. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, do you, you think that. that's, a, I do love, yeah, I do love gamification. But do you think that's around sort of tracking progress and having sort of some tangible metrics to what you're actually doing? And yes. I think that can be something that's um, can be difficult in, in the world of like startups, which can often be so all over the place and intangible at times. It's not like, you know, when you're at the gym and you can easily track these numbers of going up. Um, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So do you think it's around encouraging people to set targets and break down these enormous tasks into smaller? Yes, yeah. definitely. And especially I, uh, I talked to one of our startups of the Europe Startup Association, which has a social impact which is difficult to measure uh, rather like you say, okay, now we have 200 members. Now we have one and a half thousand members and they pay this amount of uh, gym membership fee. So we have targets there. Um, but there is a way to measure things, everything. There's a way to measure everything. Um, but some are more tangible than others. Uh, I, I do love setting goals and I recommend to everyone setting goals because if you do in a, in a specific way, you know, smart goals, I, I'm not a fan of this because it's too corporate for me and I had to use smart goals everywhere I worked. Um, but I, I like to use achieve and I can talk you through if we still have time later, but um, there's so many acronyms that you can use and a way to set goals, but you always have to be specific. It's basically going through the smart stuff, but in a different way um, if you don't set yourself goals you never know if you achieved something because you don't know what you wanted to achieve uh, setting a goal can help you really to find the milestones how to get there because a milestone is also a task is all there are small goals no something on your to-do list is a goal uh, I want to record this podcast today is a goal you need to edit the podcast is a goal okay so uh, this is just terminology people use um, but you need to know when you achieve something and celebrate it, you need to know how to get there. Um, and um, if you don't set yourself goals, you're all over the place and feel less motivated. I think, yes, yes, because mm -hmm. you think you didn't achieve something because you didn't know what you want to achieve. <laughs> yeah. And, and that celebrating the wins thing is important as well. I think we've yes. spoken to, to guests before that say so they get so caught up in what they're doing and onto the next thing that they don't sort of take the Same time to go, me. oh, actually, that well. was quite a big thing that I did there and that was a you know worth celebrating yeah yeah I, I was the same um, I'm really good at getting things done uh, I published 11 books by now uh, I created an online community I published I don't know how many online courses and all this kind of stuff but it was oh yeah book published okay next one what can I do next and mm. um, never really realizing how much I got done throughout the year and then uh, I think four years ago or something I decided um, that I'm going to do a three minute video of my whole year, always at the end of the year um, to show people a bit what I did. And it's a bit more of, okay, I traveled here, but it's a lot on, on a professional level, let's say what I achieved mm -hmm. throughout the year. Um, but to celebrate, this is one part of celebrating what I've done the year, but I think also small wins need to be celebrated. Yeah. And um, in whatever way is right for you. There's not one celebration is all. Some people like to go out for a drink with friends. Um, some people like to take a bath. Some people like to do some shopping. Whatever it is that you like, you should uh, know how you celebrate when you achieve something. Nice. Yeah. Now I'm going to come in with what perhaps might be a, a surprising one to include in the somewhat random word association game. Um, pet and cat. 
I included this because I know that you're big on Digital Nomad. You're the founder of Digital Nomad Town. Uh, of course, living in multiple countries and being able to work remotely, especially with COVID, is even more of a thing now. Um, so I was intrigued by that because I thought, oh, you know, when you move countries and things, how, how do you keep pets and that sort of okay. thing? So, um, yeah, that's what that was. So presumably you have a cat based on that no. answer? No, I, I would love to have one, but I always get my cat fix in other people's houses where they have cats. Sure. <laughs> but um, for example, at the moment I, I live in Italy and uh, my boyfriend's parents have cats. Nice. So we're there quite often because they're like a five minute walk and um, the cats come always ex mm. immediately. I think I was a cat in my previous life. This is now a bit strange, <laughs> but I'm, I'm strange, but I think I was a cat in my previous life because cats, love me and no matter where you are and people say this cat never talks to anyone doesn't trust no one as soon mm. as i enter the room they run they towards like me it. and yeah, sit yeah. on my lap um <laughs> so i i really really like cats and unicorns but unicorns are very difficult to find so i do not have a pet um i uh would love to have a cat and i know cats can be um also by themselves and stuff but because mm. of my lifestyle it's not possible for sure yeah no interesting stuff I'll pick you up on the unicorn then while, while we're talking about it. Is that because, yeah. you know, you, it's a bit of a play on your startups one day becoming yeah. unicorns, you know, what's the connection to, to the unicorn? Or do you just love unicorns? Like what's... Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking that because it's not because of the unicorns in the startup world. Before <laughs> this term was around, I already was obsessed with nice. unicorns. Nice. But also in a, yeah. yes, because, or also because in a random way, because I mentioned before to someone maybe, Oh, I like this this quote, quote, this phrase I saw on Facebook mm. or something one day saying, uh, always be yourself unless you can be unicorn and always be unicorn. So I love that. I got it printed on a t-shirt. Uh, I, I was wearing it to work. Um, I was working in an environment where you could wear what you wanted really. <laughs> and nice. um, they were like, ah, oh, you like unicorns. And then it all started. People just started getting unicorn <laughs> yeah. stuff. And you won't believe my house in the UK was so full of unicorn stuff, but also useful stuff. I love useful unicorn stuff. So mm, a sponge to yeah. wash the dishes in a unicorn shape <laughs> or something. Okay. Uh, I think unicorns are mystical creatures, if you believe in them or not, but it's about having a bit of magic in your life, not a bit mm. of fun. Um, so um, I have a, fluffy big unicorn not this one that you see here in the video everyone who's listening to that i have a unicorn in the background <laughs> but it's not that one um, believe it or not gavin my co-founder of the creative startup academy the big fluffy unicorn is still in the uk because it disappeared just before i wanted to leave the uk um it, it really happened it's not a strange story now but he disappeared <laughs> Yeah. He went missing. I think he wanted to see a bit more of the UK and traveled or something. Um, and now uh, in a house where I lived last. So I, I have some friends um, where I relocated four months before I left the UK. Mm. Um, he, he appeared again. They said, Gavin came back. They sent me a video. So they're going <laughs> no to send way. him to me to Italy. Um, I already gave up and thought he might have disappeared forever. But now... One and a half years later, he appeared again. Oh, but nice. anyway, um, so unicorns just to have a bit more fun and to be a bit different um, yeah. and stranger to other startup and marketing advisors, maybe, because yeah, I don't know sure. how many are out there, but the 
what I can offer. So. Kind of the same old, doing the same thing and kind of got that unique yeah. element to what, to what you do yeah. for sure. For sure. So the next one I'm going to pick up on is around connection and networking. So it's something that you spend a lot of time around, Christine, both across your ventures. It's, it's something that is not just a kind of trend, it seems, something that really holds mm. practical value both for startup entrepreneurs, employees, everyone across the board. So maybe you could leave us some kind of key tips really around how to create a network, grow a network, kind of what are the key things that, that you see? Yes. Um, okay. Yes, I agree completely. It's something that every startup, every entrepreneur, whatever terminologies you want to use, um, need to do. I cannot think of any industry, of any job, of any startup that should not network and to build up a network you know this uh, your network is a net worth they say no in english mm. it's true it is really true it's like thinking outside the box everyone says these things and it's annoying that everyone says the same things but it is just true um so um a network what is it good for uh, if you and, and what can be a network okay a network can be different areas of your life so your family can be part of your network friends can be part of your network um people you've worked with as in being a supplier or being a client yourself can be your network and um, your customers for sure is your network and other professionals can be a network that you have never worked with but you've met um, and this is really important to understand because sometimes people think uh, a network is only uh, on a really professional level and it needs to be someone I have met at a networking event online offline whatever shake hands with or not now in the moment <laughs> with the virus around um, and we have exchanged business cards and linked in uh, together linked up on LinkedIn I don't I never know how to say this LinkedIn <laughs> or something because you you connect or you follow but on LinkedIn mm. I don't know you, you connect on LinkedIn. connect I suppose yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But everything can be part of your network. And do you, what do you use the network for? You use the network for getting feedback. You use the network to, of course, yes, grow your business and um, getting the word out there, maybe getting clients through your network. And, um, but also you have the network to support you in times when you need it. Okay, and this is why I say also friends and family are part of your network. Um, because going through a startup journey is really difficult no one if someone tells you it's easy sorry it's a lie <laughs> okay um if someone tells you if i give you five million uh, pound it's going to be easy it's also a lie because you need to work your ass off um and you need to uh, put all your efforts into this and um even if it's part-time once you still have a full-time job you still need to give it everything that you have and um there are difficult times and there's if you're talking to friends and family who are not in this kind of world, in the startup world, they will not probably understand most of your challenges, but they can give you some support, emotional support, yeah, maybe even financial support, I don't know. Maybe whilst you're starting your business and you're young, you can live with your parents still, yeah, like I did three years worth of internships, unpaid in Germany uh, back then, now it's not allowed anymore. Um, I was able to still live with my mom and that was basically uh, great support. Um, so building a network is not only um, telling people what you're about and trying to sell something to them. If you're networking, your first on a professional level now, let's say in a networking event, is now 
um, you should always have in the back of your mind, how can I provide the most value today? If you have this as your main attitude for any networking, it will be a completely different experience than, okay, how many people can I talk to today and try to sell my services and try to get clients? If you provide value, all the rest comes anyway because people will understand you're giving value. You, you, you need to position yourself as an expert if you're talking about your selling services, not products at the moment, um, like a new pen or I don't know what. Um, if you're selling services, you need to prove to other people that it's worth listening to you, that it's worth talking to you and that it's worth maybe even buying something from you. And you can only do that by showing your expertise, by providing value. Does not mean that you have to work for free all your life and stuff like this, but it's, it's about the attitude going into a networking event saying, how can I provide value today? So every time I talk to people, I think they tell me what they do and I say, I know someone you need to talk to, let me connect to you afterwards. Um, or, oh, I have this free thing I can send you just like this or something. Okay, so that's the first thing. Have your right attitude for networking. Um, the next other thing is if you're an introvert, you really need to work on it. Networking skills is a skill that you can learn. It's not, um, some are um, natural networkers like me. I think I love talking to people. I'm an extrovert and I don't have any issues to talk to anyone about anything. Um, but it's a skill that you can learn and you have to do. And one of the tips is be prepared, have some interesting topics to talk about before you go into a networking event, okay? Because I do not want to hear again, how's the weather where you are? I sometimes ask this question, okay? <laughs> because I'm really interested in what the weather's like because here in Italy, it's still 30 degrees, yeah, yeah. lovely, okay? <laughs> um, but if you can come up with interesting questions, probably also questions that you're gonna ask me later by your previous guests, I don't know, and uh, a question I might give to your next guest, um, but have something interesting to talk about. I actually published a book about this. About It's called Dinner for the Mind. No promotion here, but just saying. <laughs> no plug, There's yeah. like a hundred questions in there that you mm. can use for networking things, okay? Interesting things. And it does not have to be business related. I liked, for example, the other day I was in a Zoom networking meeting and someone asked, um, okay, what was your win this week? Do you have a win this week? Something great happening. It's a nice question, no? It's not like, nice. hey, how are you today? Yes, you yeah, want to know yeah. this. And how's the weather where you are? Okay, what do you do? <laughs> okay, then you get these out of the way and ask maybe some more interesting questions. If they're on the positive side, even better, rather than talking. Uh, also, I do not want to hear about coronavirus anymore. <laughs> really, it's okay. And it's interesting for some legis legislations, maybe for certain things. But apart from that, um, have the right attitude. Give, how can you give value? Be prepared with interesting questions to talk about. And then um, my other, so if we're just focusing on maybe three, four, five or something, um, my next one would be always deliver what you promise. Okay. So if you're talking to someone and you tell them, oh, I'm going to send you this, make sure you write it down because you probably speak to a lot of people and make sure you write down who did you promise what and make sure you do that. Um, and if you didn't promise anything, make sure you follow up anyway. At least send a LinkedIn uh, connection with a little note saying, we met here, thank you, it was lovely to meet you. I would say, like to stay connected here. Even send an email if you have it. It was, it was nice to meet you. Here's what I promised you. Or maybe, oh, I, I didn't think of it at the time, but here's something else that might help you with something. Or I came across this interesting article about your industry, okay? Um, and then continue deliver value and keep the people in mind 
another thing is um, make sure you try to remember as much as you can about the person coming back to writing things down. So back in the days when you were meeting a person and exchange business cards, I used to write stuff down on a business card, okay, about that person. It, because you meet so many people, it's impossible to remember everything. But if that person uh, was wearing a hat, if that person was wearing glasses, if that person told me that he had uh, two children and they just go to Spain for the holidays, I make sure I write this down. Because the next time I talk to them, I ask, um, how was your holiday in Spain? And it's like, oop. She remembered that, okay. Um, so the, another thing is to uh, try not to network like crazy everywhere, one-off networking events. Try to build relationships, okay. A network is about relationships, not about the number of the LinkedIn connections that you have that you might never have met and that you don't talk to, okay. Find some networking groups, if we're talking about professional level again, that you enjoy, where you enjoy the format, and start building relationships start to get to know the people and say hi uh, it was really lovely to meet you last week i, I remember what you said there da, da, da. pick up on these things as well show people that they're not just a number on your linkedin profile okay we're not talking about instagram followers where it's even worse we're talking about uh, real connections um, if you want to build a network you need to show this and it comes back to how can i provide value today if you're about selling Okay, try to get out there and try to get uh, out your message as much as possible. But every person, before they buy something, before they make a buying decision, ask themselves, what's in it for me? Why should I? Why should I buy your product? Why should I work with you? And this why can only be answered by, answered by building a relationship with someone. So these would be the main key things. Let me think, see if I can summarize them. So one is... Um, have the right attitude, how can I provide value? The second is build relationships uh, with uh, the people over a longer term. Make sure you always deliver what you promised and make sure you always um, afterwards uh, connect with them. Let me see if I have anything else on my, on my notes really, but um, yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. Be the main things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know there's loads of stuff there for people. The, the yeah. one question I have around networking before we move on to the final section is yeah. how would, because I think a lot of people find it easier to network when they're in like a group that's similar to them. So they're surrounded by their peers, like a, a student yeah. networking group, for example. Mm -hmm. yeah. What would your advice be to people that suffer? So say they're on the, the lower end of a power dynamic, right? So they're maybe the youngest person in a big corporate room and, mm -hmm. and they're struggling to provide that value, especially mm. uh, to the conversations. How does then the people go out and push themselves out of their comfort zone and feel, you know, part of that networking group? Yeah. Yeah. Very good question because um, it's also uh, maybe one thing to add uh, that goes then into answering your question is um, who should be in your network. It's not only the people who do the same thing. It's not only the people that are on the same level as you. It should be people throughout all kinds of different levels and in all kinds of industries because you never know, okay, um, who might be useful, who might be helpful, who might be there for you. Um, so that's one thing. And um, yes, I did have the same Thing. I mean, I'm um, turning 40 in February and uh, I started my business nine years ago. So it's not that I was 20, but I felt for the clients that I wanted to work with, they will be older than me. And uh, why should they work with me? And they might not take me serious. Okay. So this is a bit of a mind 
um, mindset thing. Also for the younger people that are in the room. I think if you understand that you have something to offer everyone, because everyone, every single person on this planet, no matter if they're five years old, no matter if they're 20, no matter if they're 60, has something to offer um, that other people don't know about. Okay, it's the same thing. And people say, oh, but maybe you say I should go out and talk maybe at a networking event, give a talk. But what do I talk about? The people don't know about certain things, okay, that you know. Uh, that you know that everyone has their own expertise everyone has their own experience in life and so even if you're young even if you're just coming from university you do have something to offer um for me it's about respect also yes you should respect everyone in the room and maybe the way they got to the position they were for me every person is a person it's not a a, a god uh, because sometimes people are really afraid of because someone is in a high position or someone has achieved something or someone is the entrepreneur of the year, okay? If, if I would have met back then Steve Jobs or something, I would have probably just went up to him and say, hey, how are you? I know your name. Let's talk, okay? But it, I know this is me and stuff. But if someone has really issues with that, I would say work on your confidence and have in your mind, I have something to offer. I know something that other people don't. And if not, if I show, I'm willing to learn that's even something more, okay? If you're interested in, in talking about something and you have interesting topics prepared, there's no way some people will turn away from you if you walk up to them or something. But I do understand that this is the hurdle. Do you think, okay, even if you're in the same age group, but maybe everyone is a psychiatrist and you're an engineer, I don't know, making stuff up now. Okay, how do you approach this? But have in mind, you have something to offer and have in mind they're all just people okay and everyone's going through the same shit just on a different level yeah no i, I love that well, especially well. the everyone the human thing i think that's that's great um go on Ryan. transition next yeah no i love that yeah so now we're going to move to the last section of of the show so we have a question for you from our last guest luke um, he's left us um, a bit of a different question this time, actually. So he's got a quote um, that, that leads into the question. So the quote is, the goal is not to live forever, but the goal is to create something that will. Okay. And so Luke asks, what is that something for you? Yeah. <laughs> leaving a legacy, leaving something there. Yes, a mm. uh, very good question. It's uh, similar to one of the questions I wrote down. So I'm going to pick a different question later for that person um it's true i mean i uh, i i do not want to live forever that's one thing i know that's not the question but saying because um if if uh, the loved ones around me don't live forever i don't want to and mm. also with everything that's happening i think it's nice to go through different life cycles in your life and um enjoy the life in all these different stages um so the question would be what is the one thing that I want to leave behind? Is that the, the question really? Yeah, kind of what's that something to you? Easy question <laughs> that everyone can answer <laughs> just like this. Of course. Um, maybe the one thing, okay. For me, my, okay, this comes down to, I think, what's your thing in life, no? What do you want from life? What, mm. uh, what's your mission in life is, to, to spread happiness 
okay, I chose a way to spread happiness by making people happy in what they do for a living, to love what they do. Um, if I can help as many people as possible to a bit, a part in that, okay, because everyone needs to do their own thing. Um, but if I can be part of helping people a bit more to become happier in what they're doing, that would be lovely. If I can leave that even longer, even when I'm gone, that's also lovely. And I think these days with all the technology, it's even possible. No, you have a YouTube channel. I have an online community. I wrote books and stuff. So hopefully that leaves that kind of stuff. If I can be seen as someone who maybe sometimes inspires people uh, and makes them, helps them to be a bit happier, puts a smile on people's face, that's one of the main things for me. Don't know if that answers the question. Uh, yeah, for sure it does. That's fantastic. Thank you for that very positive um, answer that sort of summarises you quite well. I think so. Very nice. What What would you like to leave for our next guest? And this is the final question of the show, um, and you get to ask it. So whatever you would like to ask our next guest. Okay. Let me see. I've wrote down a couple of questions. Let me see. Um, maybe um, who had the biggest influence in your life and why? Okay, cool. Short and so sweet. So what, what kind of person? Yeah. Mm. So that's the question I would choose. Great. Thank, thanks so much for coming on, Christine. Really enjoyed it. It's a good episode. That's okay. Uh, yeah, it was, I love that. It was lovely. Thank you so much. Uh, lovely to see you both, uh, even if it's not in person, but like this. For me, this uh, kind of stuff gives me a lot of energy, uh, mm. meeting other people and, uh, like I said, learning new things all the time. So... Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Well, that's it for another episode of the 2% Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. If you or someone you know has a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch. And if you have a question you want answering, send it in to us using Anchor Voice Messages and you can feature in a future episode. All the links are in the description. Stay motivated, follow your dreams, and as always, do it with a smile.